When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, coaches. I hope you're all getting ready for, for the season starting up. Um, Coach Unplugged, I'm going to call this my bonus episode. I'm not going to put this in. Um, this is part of a podcast, which will go up in the sometime in November. Um, this is uh, a coach and I talking about the shot clock, talking about um, Wisconsin going to shot clock, about us talking about going to halves, about the urban rural discussion that's happening in the state of Wisconsin. I think it's, it's pertinent now in the sense that um, it's coming up in our state in the next month. And I wanted to get it out to, to all of you that are listening, because obviously people live in all over the country, all over the world. Um, but we, we're going to talk about what, is it, what does it mean for the shot clock come to a high school? What does it mean to go to halves rather than quarters? Um, and, you know, we, do we, have, we have a brief discussion about um, uh, the solution of urban and rural and, and, and those kind of things in our state. So I'm going to put this up. It's, I'm not going to count it as a specific episode, but I'm going to release it. Um, and then the full episode will go out sometime in November where we're, where we're talking about other things and other than just the shot clock and that. So. Um, look forward to that and look forward to this one. Check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. They they allow us to bring this to you every week. Um, it's a great resource for all the coaches out there. I would ask that you, you go check it out. Uh, maybe let my wife have a dinner on me, um, but just go check it out. Um, if you like these podcasts, go over and subscribe and like. We'd really appreciate that. Um, and here we go with Coach Pickert. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. In the in the 90s there it was not it was about getting shots up. You're right. I think it's a I think the game's really changed. Um all right, so I'm going to, we'll get to the shot clock here within this so we can take some time in here. So I have a, I have a little segment, which I call leave it, change it or replace it. All right. right, So halves, would you leave it? Would you change it or would you replace it? I'm leaving it. I think it's uh, sped up the game quite, quite well in the state. I think it really transitions um, in terms of flow of game, gets more guys in. You're 
can play eight or nine deep now. Even if you don't have eight or nine, you can get those nine kids in and not feel like I'm not making hockey changes. So right. No, I think it was. I think to be honest with you, I think, and this goes. This will lead into the next one, which we'll talk about with the shot clock. I think. I think halves. I think halves did something. So I think there was a reason behind the change. I think. I think the WI or whoever made the decision to go from quarters to halves which there's a, there's a little bit of me that's not happy that we're not a voting member anymore of the rules body because we changed that. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, the, I think the reason behind it was the flow of game and more kids would get to play. Okay, I, I totally get that, and I totally get why we did do it. We want more kids to play, and we want better flow of game. I would love another timeout at some point. Um, you know, when you go to the state tournament, you have a timeout every three minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So they're not really worried about flow of game, but anyway, that's a difference. That's a different story. So that's the first thing. And and if you think back to when the three point line came in, why did the three point line come in? Sure, they wanted to increase the scoring, but they also wanted to spread the courts because I mean, you weren't around. You weren't around. I was playing at that time. It was in college at the time when it when it got implemented at the college level. And it was basically allowing. Otherwise, everything was so cramped in that you know. Um, so it was to spread the court out. Totally get it. Okay. So this go this leads into the shot clock, and I don't, I don't think I have to ask you whether you want to leave it, change it, or replace it. Um, but you know, what's your feeling on the shot clock? Let's have a let's have a serious shot clock discussion. Well, you know, I wrote the article for you a couple months right. ago, and I was really passionate about this subject when this kind of came out because really, this when this gets in uh, kind of getting in the swing of things, it's where hopefully I'm looking for a head coaching job at the right program. But I was kind of worried on I'm. I'm a little against it, to be honest. Um, not really sure. Being a lower level coach, I have some concerns about how that's going to transition to how those guys are going to transition to the varsity level. Um, right. I don't think there was a pace of play problem. And outside of a couple games in Green Bay, the Fox Valley, there's really not a lot of stalling. To be honest. Right. So, so I, I think I think the I think the question is why are we changing it? And I, the, the the number one argument is the delay slow pace of game. You know, and I just haven't heard a lot of other arguments besides that. There's not a talk about scoring the ball. There's not – I mean, I coached in one of the better conferences in Woodland. and Right. I mean, being a three-win team last year, I could see some games where it's going to get ugly for some of those schools that are struggling to get kids to come out. Right. Um, uh, stay competitive. Quicker, more shots. If, if their arguments really is more shots and more points, then you're going to see a bigger disparity. And, well, I think you're going to see a bigger disparity, and I think you're going to see kids that can't. <laughs> there's different levels. I mean, there's going to, and they're not. We're not just talking about the boys' level. We're talking about the girls' level. What's going to happen with the tens? All of the games are going to become very similar. Here's my thing: is we're whitewashing, we're we're making everything the same. Do we really want to be like the college and the NBA game? First of all. Second of all, only 1% of the kids that actually play high school basketball are ever going to play college basketball. So don't talk to me about preparing them for the next level because they're not going and playing in their rec leagues on Tuesday nights with a shot clock. <laughs> so it just seems silly to me. Um, can kid, what's going think, to, I think there's, I think there's lots of questions. There's questions about do the officials want it? Are the officials going to be able to manage it? Is the person at the table going to be able to manage it? Are the kids being able to, are they going to be able to create shots with 10 seconds to go and the shot clock's winding down? What's going to happen? Everyone's going to come and set a ball screen. It's going to be the exact same stuff. There's going to be horrible shots taken. 
I mean, I, I mean, I've talked to a friend in Rhode Island. He tells me it's just horrible. Um, so I'm not sure what the rush is to implement it. I'm not sure, you know, on top of the, ex- the expense and the person having to run it, person having to run it, I think is a huge issue. <laughs> um, and I think that along with the officials, the expense thing, okay, I can see that they're not, they're not necessarily needing that, but I just don't see the reason behind it. I don't see what it's going to do to the game of basketball in the state of Wisconsin. I mean, I had a slow up team last year. People came up to me and said our point game was one of the most exciting, one of the best games they saw at the tournament. It was. I mean, it wasn't a fast-paced game. It was two really good basketball teams just going at it, head-to-head. Looking for Um, good shots. And, you know, um, Coach uh, Ladger, i got to give him some points on this one. We were talking at the clinic, and it's going to turn into who has the best player, you know, who has the best player instead of the best team. Up in VRAM, we have pretty good team basketball. Um, Right. We have a good mix of kids, but we we don't have the high D1 kids. Right. How is that going to affect the teams that have three or four pretty good players who can't get to the state tournament now? Because uh, um, there's a kid from Whitnall like Tyler Hero who holds the ball to the last three seconds and get a bucket every time. Um, right. I think some of the problems is going to be everyone's going to have token pressure. You talked about whitewashing the game. Everyone's going to go two-two-one or some kind of full-court man. And by the time they get into something, there's going to be 20 seconds. You play right. a little trap. Right. It's 10-15. What right. kind of shots are you getting for a low-level program? Um, right. Argument of better basketball is I, I don't think a lot of kids realize, and I know some of the arguments of have you asked your players about this? I right. don't think a lot of kids realize how hard it is to get a shot that quick. That quick, and and the thing is, here here's the issue I have: if they're if they want to do it, and I know this is wouldn't really work. My son's going to be a senior the first year it's implemented. If it's implemented in 2020, he yeah. is never going to have played in it ever. He's not going to have played it in as a freshman. He's not going to have played it in as a sophomore. He's not going to play it as a junior. And you're just going to, I mean, so it's only for the varsity level, which is what's crazy to me. It's like, it's, you know, why isn't that, why are you not implementing? If you think it's such a great thing, why aren't we implementing it for everybody? You know, you, you didn't only implement the, the three point line for varsity, you know? <laughs> and that's what I'm kind of concerned with the lower level. Now, do I have to teach kids to take quicker shots? I'm going to have games that are 24 to 20. Then if we put a, if we wouldn't put a shot clock at the lower level, we're going to have a lot of missed shots because, you know, sometimes my guys can barely get across half court because they're right. really getting us with pressure and we have a pretty good ball handler, but we have one good ball handler. They take them away. Then what do you do? Right. Um, I just don't know how many kids can score isolation. And that's great that college kids, I see a lot of college um, basketball yeah. players kind of in support of this, but yeah. So, so, so great. The, the 11 division one basketball right, players right. in the state every year, whatever we yeah, have, if we have a good year, year. Right, yeah, right. whatever we have. Great. It's good for them, but it's not good for the other tens of thousands of kids playing high school basketball. Um, and again, do I think it's eventually going to come? Yes, I do. I do. I, but I don't think we should be rushing into it, especially when we just implemented the halves. You know, the statistician in me says, let's work the halves out. Let's make sure. And, and, I, and I think it's a, it was probably a good move. I think it was probably good for basketball. Yeah. But I don't know. We've only done it for a couple of years. Let's see, how it, let's see how it pans out over the next, you know, four or five years. Um, people are surprised when we go around the country and we're playing halves because everyone else plays in quarters. Um, you know, and <clears throat> that's a lot of the argument. I did a lot of research and talking about that article. And um, a lot of schools or a lot of states that are – implemented the shot clock have not seen really any increase in scoring now if you look at 
the state tournament games, I did some little bit of research and we went to halves and the quarterfinal games and the semifinal games, the final games, there's been a one point increase. That's still pretty good. Um, right. That, that's a pretty good increase. I think we're going to see a lot of that um, as we see a little bit more um, competitive balance at state. I think that number is going to go up even more so this year um, with the pace of play and a lot of people running dribble drive. But I, I just don't see how a shot clock is going to fix the scoring problem. Um, I don't think enough research was done with that and how it really in, in, in my in my whole discussion with it is and this is this i'm a, i'm i'm working on my letter my open letter to the board of controls it's like it's basically 50 50 statistically significant it's basically 50 50 from the coaches okay so half want it half don't none of the ad's want it <laughs> 80 20 is not 50 50 not a lot of principals want it either and not a lot of principals want it and and districts don't want it and it's going to be whether the board of controls actually listens to 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 its members um and i don't think the officials want it i don't i just don't i I can't imagine how many mess ups are going to be on that shot clock and they're in charge of it the officials are in charge of it can you imagine like uh at the state tournament you're watching it and probably like 10, I don't know how many people watch the state tournament. Right. 10,000 people are watching it and the shot clock goes out or an, an official, um, right. the few of them that we have left. And I never um, worry about the state yeah. tournament because they're going to probably hire somebody that's doing it for the Badgers at the state tournament. Right. I'm more right. worried about the sectional semifinal game that's in a gym of two, you know, the, the, you know. I've been, know. On some, we, I've been on some wrong ends as, as a player and as a coach that – um, it's hard to start. It's hard to start and stop the clock when the ref signals. And, you know, right. Nonetheless, to reset a shot clock. And the and thing is, the smaller districts I think are going to have issues because you can't have somebody doing something else and running the shot clock. No, they can't okay. do the scorebook and run the shot clock. They can't announce and do the shot clock. They no. can't keep the book and do the shot clock. I'm sorry. Your one job is going to be running that shot clock. Um, the financial part of it too, Steve, a lot of uh, rural districts and my mom teaches in a rural school district and I taught in a pretty city, uh, city conference in Milwaukee public schools. And a lot of those schools don't have booster clubs. Um, right. A lot of those schools don't want to drain their booster clubs. They want to get new uniforms for kids and be able to supply summer league supplies and get into tournaments in the summer to make better team basketball. A lot of schools don't want to drain their booster funds for this. Right. When, now it's, I don't even know if it's going to go in. A lot of schools have kind of ordered um, that shot clock. I think we have. Um, what are they going to do now if a bunch right. of schools have ordered them and now they say no? Because I know they're revisiting the issue in December. What do you think? I think it's going to get, I think it's going to get, I think they're going to put it on hold. I think they're going to too. And it's going to make even more, the people that were in support of the shot clock and the athletic directors that were the few, the few of them. Um, that bought them are going to be very angry at the WIA. I don't right. know what's going to happen. And, but, but either way, I think more people are going to be angry if they do do it. I do. I absolutely think that too. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, don't think that, I don't, I don't know. It, it came out of nowhere. In my opinion, it came out of nowhere. Um, well, and something we, we talked about at the association meeting up in the Dells last week is this was thrown in when the half survey was in. So the, the data was very old. I don't know where. Right. I mean, when I got that notification on Twitter this year, and like, this came out of left field, to be honest, it came right. out of left field, and I was really surprised, and I was kind of angry at the time because I, I really do believe it's going to create a lot of competitive imbalance. The financial part um, create less watchable basketball, um, and something that's really important to communities around. Right, the and it, and it's super easy to run halves because the kids are used to halves. They play AAU, they play summer basketball, right. they do anything like that, they play halves. But I'm not convinced. 
they're going to have all these people running a shot clock in the summer. And then, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I, I just think we're putting, I mean, we, I don't think we had thought the process. Do I think maybe it will come at some point? Am I totally against it? I'm not a hundred percent against it. I just don't think the thought process went into it before, um, before the decision was made. That's my issue. Um, process is all about it it was very messy not a lot of people on the input and I think that's the first time something the board of control has ever passed without unanimous support um I just don't think something that costs so much is gonna that's not the best way to do it just kind of out of blue well and I don't think the people understand I don't think that all the all the members understand that the board of control is basically the final decision they can do whatever they want all those other votes leading up because I'm telling you division when we when we lost eight division one teams and in, in at the state tournament they, right. they it wasn't unanimous all the way through it didn't pass all the way through by everybody um but the, eventually the board of controls goes nope we want another division <laughs> done you know we're gonna make right. thursday thursday where you know the, you should have cannon off in the in the gym and uh there's i mean seriously it's crazy yeah, I, it I have pictures of thursday last year it's like okay yeah, that's you and and the, they have to be losing money they have to be losing money you know, and without getting too off topic with that super Thursday, a lot of, I mean, even in Division Two, you had Kakana, Whitnell, Brown Deer, uh, who else is in that? Beaver Dam, right. Cedarburg, all in right. the same sectional. Right. I don't understand. That's another issue we can talk about sometime is how do you seed? I know football is looking into it, but seeding the the state as a whole instead of having I mean, it was one, two, three, five teams. Right, right, right. And, and, they, and they want representation. They don't necessarily want, which, okay, I don't know how you ever see the entire state because we can't be driving to Superior on a Tuesday. Right. I get that. I do get that part of it. Um, I, I personally think that while we're talking, I, I think the way to solve the entire problem is go three divisions of eight each. Okay. Because, I mean, you, oh, you, you need yeah. less divisions rather than, this is the math teacher in me. We need less divisions, not more divisions, and we need to let more kids go. I mean, there's been some superior, like, uh, thinking off the top of my head in D5, Sam Decker. It would be right. great to see him play against, like, uh, what, 2013 or 2014 right. Brown Deer team with right. a Kids and yeah, maybe, but 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 you would Decker's team maybe wouldn't have won it, but they would probably right. have gotten there, right? And Absolutely. and and they would have been in the in the third division, and they who knows, you know, they win three games in three days, they maybe win it, um, right. or four days or whatever it is. But I mean, I think that's I think that's the solution to the problem. Is you know they're talking about this urban rural. They're you know, talking about ask you that. So you're really opposed to that then? Uh, well, the urban rural doesn't affect us at all it it doesn't affect us at all i just think i think we i i I just have a problem with it i have a i i I have a problem with penalizing edgewood because they're in a big city don't penalize them because they're in a big city it's not like they're winning i mean it's even more extreme than the multiplier and i know they've talked about that and that's been in discussion right so many years but but if you do the three divisions of eight teams i think that takes care of a lot of it in the sense that okay where's dominican you know, Dominican, when they had those teams, they, they probably would have been division two, right? Yeah. If, if we have one, two, three, they'd probably been two, which means they'd have gone against some really good teams. Would they have They're won basketball. it? Maybe? Yeah. You know, um, they maybe still would have won it. 
but you know, I, you know, it would, it would give like, like a lacrosse Logan, which is probably like a thousand kids, thousand, they, yeah. they'd probably still, they'd probably be division one, but they'd be playing in that part of the state. Right. You know, if you're taking, if you're taking eight teams, they're not coming over and playing us, No, you know, they're maybe they're going to Eau Claire or something like that. But when you do it in eight division, eight teams get to go to the state tournament, your pockets can be, you know, you know, even in that lacrosse area, I mean, just thinking about it, you'd have Anna, on Alaska, Logan Central. Right. Had, Central's had some great teams, although Eau Claire teams. So Central could have Central could have easily won it great. last year. Oh, I mean, Central would have played with points. Uh, As I'm saying, so I don't know if they'd have been. I don't know if you broke how you'd break it up if they would have been one last year. But don't tell me the the good D two teams couldn't. I mean, Cedarburg would we would have had problems with all those D two teams. I would have loved to see a Woodland Big Eight kind of uh, mix up last year. I mean, if you look at that right. WBA All Star game, we had. Right. 10 kids from Woodland East and Woodland last in that game. I mean, it would have been a great little matchup at Woodland Big 8 matchup. Yeah. yeah I, would, I would argue with that, too. I think D2 is just as good as D1 last year. Right. Um, so that's why I'm saying I don't think I don't think the multiplier different. and I don't think the urban rural is an answer. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I heard a lot of things about I, – I, something I'd be interested in, too, is kind of going private division up at the state tournament and then public because I know a lot of people up in uh, Prescott were a little bit – um, angry about Destiny's team, um, right? Whatever. Um, I had been different about that. I know the Destiny coach a little bit just from networking, but I mean they played well. Uh, Prescott they had, had a great, seven, they had a great team. The problem is, the problem is we let them in. We didn't need to lead them in with the in. <laughs> so we're not gonna. We shouldn't be. My personal opinion is we shouldn't treat them different. We let them in. I mean, right. from somebody that should be complaining, I should be complaining about Stevens <laughs> Point in Germantown. I right. mean, seriously, I don't know if anybody could have beaten them in the last six, seven years, whatever. No. They're really good. So my point is I got to get better if I'm going to beat them I, or, or we're not going to beat them. I, I mean, that's, I totally I'm, not, I'm not going to sit here going, oh, I wish we could beat point. Well, points real, point beats a lot of division really three teams. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to get my guys playing the best they can. And if we win, we win. Um, I, be, I believe Central and D2 actually beat Stevens Point last year. Right. On their home court. So. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, beat beat who's in front of you is my opinion, you know. Absolutely. But the urban-rural thing has so many connotations. It's like, I I, I just don't think – first of all, I don't think it's going to pass. With all due respect to Coach uh, Hickling uh, over at Lake Mills, I know he's one of the teams that will get moved down. I'm sure he'd love to get moved down at B4. Um, Right. He was in the state tournament last year. Great team. Um, Right. Again, going back to your argument with B3 or three divisions, they'd be a Division two, Division three team. I don't right. think there's really that big of a difference there. Um, but moving two of the teams down to Division four, and then moving like Green Bay, NEW, Lutheran up to D3 makes no sense. Or right. Mass Medwood up to D2. I mean, their enrollment's not that much. They're 500. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't it's, – it's, yeah. it's, it's just – it's wrong. And, again, people could say Collins doesn't want the shot clock because look at his teams, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I mean, I'm telling you, my next – not my next two or three years shot clock ain't gonna hurt my, my team stress right me. but it, it's more about what's best for the game of basketball right the, this whole urban rural thing it doesn't affect me zero um i think i think self, selfishly you could say that man i know in 2012 when you had that team and we played you guys that you guys would have ran we were competitive in the first half at craig i remember right. I, hit a couple, I hit a couple threes against junior and you guys turned it up in the second half 
I know for a fact, if you guys would have had that shot clock, you could have won by about 60 points. Right. So so in that that window, if the shot clock, when I had like the Duran Grief, if there had been a shot clock, we would just like, I would literally got a recliner. Yeah. yeah, it would have been like, you know, but you what, what's the point? State, but yeah. it's not good for this whole entire state. No, I don't think it is either. Team, but, you know, I don't think it is. And again, this is my personal opinion and not the opinion of the Madison Metropolitan School District or <laughs> Madison Memorial High School. Absolutely. There's my disclaimer. So Absolutely. no one can, no one can fire me anyway. I, I, know, I know our coaching staff kind of disagrees with us too. So don't <laughs> me that either. it's not a representation. No, no it's okay. It's like, we, that's what makes it fun. Um, all right, so I'm going to do my hey Everybody, I really hope you enjoyed that. I, I know I did. Again, those are my opinions. They're not the opinions of everybody else, like I said jokingly there, but it's true. Um, you know, this is my opinion. I, I have lots of opinions about decisions that are made, and what voice do I have other than to, to share my opinions um, on uh, on my podcast? So that's why I do it, and then hopefully we'll get some input. Maybe uh, follow us on Twitter at Coach Collins GMM, um, or Join our, our basketball community at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a mentor, if you're getting ready, I'm going to, I'm going to do something at tryouts, I think, is going to be our next kind of big push. Um, so people want to get part of that community. There's a 14-day free trial. Go over and check us out at www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.